I think uh, my um. You're gonna put him in the back next to Grimlock. Ooh, I love the wafers. Company. <laughs> okay, uh, if you live outside of New England, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, Ooh, whoopsie. <laughs> if, if you want a dusty tiddlywink that will uh, somewhat crack your teeth, it's, and they come in chocolate. Any, any hospital gift gift shop will have them. Contain discussions or scenes uh, that have adult situations, going on graphic violence, nudity, strong okay, sexual content, <laughs> and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Comic for that. That was probably way better than it had to be. <laughs> oh, dude, he he actually crosses over the their Ghostbusters with like the Ghostbusters from the movie that he's been regularly doing the comics oh. for, you know, like the, the core four that we know and straight up, he wrote those characters in those comics better than they ever fucking were in that movie. It was nothing short of astounding because I rolled my eyes. I want to say I rolled my eyes audibly. Like you could actually hear my <laughs> eyes go like, sounded like stone grinding against other stone. Yeah. And <laughs> When I was like, oh, God, do we have to do this thing? And I read it and I was like, fuck, like, this is tricky because it almost makes me want to read the continuing adventures of these Ghostbusters. I didn't, but I I, I was tempted. You're like so close. So close. Yeah, I, I why, I'm going to leave people in, in uh, disbelief here and, and be like, what are they talking about? Because I, I haven't done it yet. So I don't want to like, like, I know, because I saw Leo hit record and I'm like, yeah, I don't want to announce it uh, in case yeah. it doesn't. Right. Pan this end right. up being, oh, you're okay. Part, you're of a, okay. Yeah, just... part of a fucking banter episode. Yeah. Like, oh, cool, cool. <laughs> I'm so glad that you could document the things I didn't do for anybody to fucking hear. <laughs> Wonderful, <laughs> Leo. Oh, yeah. Two years ago, I, I got Key Kwan. He said he's going to be on the show if he doesn't hit it big. So, you know, I think it's going to be OK. Ah, crap. <laughs> hey, you know, what's really cool is Josh Cohen is his yeah. fucking lawyer. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that awesome? He's the one that fucking brokered the contract for everything, everywhere, all at once. Josh Cohen is the one who played Chunk and Goonies. Oh, so cool. oh, no way. Yeah. I knew he, that he became an entertainment lawyer. But apparently Kihi Kwan and he have remained close friends for decades. And he is his his lawyer, like his contract lawyer and stuff. And he's the one that that inked the contract for everything everywhere all at once. Yeah, him, Aston, who is uh, you know, he's like what secretary of SAG. And um, I mean, not I mean, as much as anybody can be hmm. close to Corey Feldman, you know, like I, I feel like they're as close as anybody can be. You know, but um, well, it's hard when when we live on planet Earth. <laughs> I I imagine he would get along great with Kanye West. I <laughs> I don't know about that. Like Kanye, every... Kanye will you will you tell me about what's your favorite Michael Jackson song? Because I want to I want to rip it off. <laughs> we know, Corey. We know. <laughs> <laughs> this may surprise you, but at one point I had I had problems with drugs. <laughs> When I found out that, like, years ago, when I found out that he's actually originally from Massachusetts, I was so disappointed. 
I was like, oh no, don't be. There's a time. There was a time, man. Like you go back, like when he was in like Silver Bullet and and like all those other things, because he was. Wasn't he a big character in Silver Bullet? I'm not talking about Corey Haim because I know Corey Haim was in it. But yeah, I, just I know. Thought that... I'm, I'm saying Corey Feldman. No. What was what was the other uh, Stephen King he was in then? Stephen King. Yeah, I thought he was like he had like a bit part in like one of those '80s horror movies. Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, he maybe that's Tommy, what it was. He played okay. Tommy Jarvis. Yeah. Right. So not a horror. Not this is not a horror show. So don't. don't yeah, 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 yeah. No. I'm, I'm... <laughs> Not a problem. Dorkening, I mean, you know. I do love horror that. movies, yeah. and I especially love Stephen King. And that really, no. I'm glad I didn't have a mouthful of tea when you said that, because it'd be all over my fucking monitors right now. Like what? <laughs> well, he was in the Burbs. Going back to what we were talking about, probably before Leo hit <laughs> record, but it's all good. But yeah. No. And all right, all right. Here's this pitch: Goonies crossover with Batman. Um, so what? What do you think? I uh, think we could make this work. Somebody exhumed the corpse of Richard Donner and uh, Adam West, and uh, we'll, we'll do some CGI puppetry. Why, I, why are they? Why, wait, hold on. Why are their corpses necessary? I'm confused. Because he's got to be on. There's a couple rules in a Richard Donner movie. Number one, there has to be a helicopter, and uh, you know, and if it's a period piece, there has to be another helicopter. <laughs> I mean, sounds good. Sounds like you have the rules down pat. Still, yeah. don't see why we need to dig up his corpse because Just, he's got to be present on set. You know, it's a real sticking point for me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't have to see him. He's going to be encased in glass. <laughs> Jesus, Much like VI, yeah, but, but what if oh, we, this one-eyed Willie that you guys got is so uh... lifelike? No, that's uh, that's actually Mr. Donner. Oh my God! <laughs> we, 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 you know, Robin's still alive. We could have them have him carry, uh, you know, Adam up the side of the building. You know, do the whole uh, rope trick, and then you have the Goonies like popping out of the windows. That would be cool. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. That'd be something, all right. He's, uh, he is. He is still alive. I mean, I, I think I talked to him two years ago with with uh, Roger. We we did a uh, uh, interview with Burt Ward. It was it was pretty interesting. Super passionate about dogs and cats and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, cool. You know. I cannot find this fucking book. Oh, there. Sorry, never mind. I just found it. Oh, <laughs> white knight. Yes. <laughs> I'm like, damn it, where is it? Oh. Right, right oh. there. <laughs> uh, Justin, I showed uh, Brandon this. Um, <gasps> Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, he just came in today. Awesome. The texture oh. looks so great on that. Hey, Willie. <laughs> Alf, what are you doing in here? <laughs> uh, That's fantastic. This is my uh, uh, second Mezco. Is Masculine, all right, man. Wait, what? <laughs> is it Mezco? Who makes this? That's a NECA, I think. Oh, NECA, NECA, NECA. I think uh, my... Um... You're going to put him in the back next to Grimlock? Ooh, I love their wafers. Long company. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, uh, if you live outside of New England... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. if, Ooh, whoopsie. <laughs> if, if you want a dusty tiddlywink that will um, somewhat <laughs> crack your teeth, it's... Right, and they well, come first... in chocolate. First any, of all, any hospital gift gift shop will have them. <laughs> uh, band name dibs. That's going on my list. The dusty tiddlywinks. Okay, there you go. <laughs> that's um, uh, just to let you know, that's number two hundred fifty-seven on the list. I've been keeping this for a while. I, I wonder if that's going to be a blues band. <laughs> Maybe it's R and B. The dusty 
Oh, that's so funny. The <laughs> that's so funny. The last uh the, the one I put in before this is the dusty bottles. Oh wow. Maybe that's yeah. why you're thinking of Dusty. No, I mean Dusty Tiddlywinks is pretty <laughs> pretty good. What is this list? Oh, it's just a list of bands that I, you know, fake fake. Oh, band fake band names, got it. Got yeah, it. just for funsies like um uh sweaty palmer and the velvet gloves. <laughs> that's a good uh, one. Thank you. I, um let's see. That's some of them are just mostly for me, but oh, th- this one actually, August Night Hoodie. There was it's a, cool, but not too cool. <laughs> there was a local band that was really good, and they uh, they called themselves Grandma's Pajamas. That's oh, pretty that's good. Funny. The Mystery Crank. Ooh, <laughs> Demon Smoke Baby. Okay. Let's see. Uh, ooh, Sauce Policy. That was, yeah, it's good. I, I saw a sign outside of a McDonald's one day and I fucking almost pissed my pants laughing. It was legitimate, I, like sauce policy. I think Two that only works in Massachusetts. Like, excuse me, what's your sauce policy? <laughs> uh, let's see. Secondhand wasted. Ooh, this uh, post genital society. <laughs> that was, I like that one a lot. That is a good uh, one. Uh, seven car pileup. Yep. Minimum Classic. champion. <laughs> That's that's good for uh, Olympics coverage. Ooh, the judgmental grudge holders. <laughs> that's a podcast name if I've ever heard one. Three pans and a bag of nothing. Oh, that's like uh, seven pence and none the richer. Yeah, <laughs> or six. Oh, this, pence. Is, this is one I got. I got from uh, Parks and Rec, but uh, God damn it, I lo- like. I mean, I saw it and I was like, that would be a fucking funny band name. The various Dex Hearts. <laughs> Do they open for Mouse Rat? <laughs> <laughs> you would think so. Bedpans and broomsticks. Ooh. What was, that? what was it? Bedpans and broomsticks. Bedpans and broomsticks? Yeah, they, they play uh, elderly core. <laughs> the <Yeah>. sextagenarian response. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I mean that's I mean that's like the Rolling Stones, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're a cover band. <laughs> <laughs> the Rolling Gall Stones. <laughs> Uh oh! Look, at, I I don't know why I don't know why this is on here, but uh, funny enough, he's a he's an artist and a, and a comic creator. <laughs> the full Mignola. Nice. <laughs> oh yeah, it's a, it's, one... it's a very shadowy sort of music. <laughs> Not a negative <laughs> space we work with. <laughs> uh, Dead Sullivan. Yeah, that's <laughs> in his okay. first his first album would be called really big shoe yes <laughs> it's a punk group <laughs> yep <laughs> really uh, big shoe <laughs> the fat vegetarians <laughs> dude I, I literally have hundreds of these like you don't i'm cherry picking this entire fucking list <laughs> two dollar profit <laughs> and a profit is spelled p-h-e-t <laughs> oh my goodness wow I think yeah. that would be what the kid from uh, from the paper boy <laughs> better out dead. Yeah, exactly. I'm oh, here's what here's one you guys are like. Friday night death slot. Ooh, yeah. How about the Lane Myers experience? Ooh, I do like that. That's cool. You like can that. use that. Feel free. Lane Dr. Myers, <laughs> Doctor Funkatron and the Soul Magnets. <laughs> oh, sweet. They sound like they opened up for. Uh, you know, crush groove. <laughs> <laughs> Dick Tater and the Radical Despots. 
Oh, wow. That's uh, 1950s, uh, was it? Uh, <laughs> communist I feel like it's a, punk, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a punk, 80s punk throwback to a 50s style band. Yep. Oh, it's like the <laughs> Brian Setzer Orchestra. Yes, precisely. Awesome by Proxy. That's a good one. Yeah. I like that a lot. Ooh, the unskippable trailers. <laughs> that just makes everyone sad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and this one I got from uh, the subtitles of a uh, Vinegar Syndrome <laughs> movie. Uh, Mystical Boinging. <laughs> Boing! <laughs> Dude, it fucking killed that me. That evil bong? I mean, what movie were you watching? Oh my god. Um Oh my god. I wish my I could reach on my buddy Alex. Um, my friend was in Evil Bong. Actually. Blood <laughs> something. Yeah. Blood Blood Beat, I think. Blood Beat. Yeah, it's like about a fucking haunted sword. It's so fucking weird. Uh but yeah, like I I I get so many of these things. Stonehenge murder masks. I definitely came up with that while watching Halloween three. I can tell you that right now. Wow. <laughs> you mentioned it's a- uh, Brian Setzer's. Uh, I-, I went through a phase. What what type of music is that? Swing. Swing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not a not a skip. Second uh, skip there. Yeah. Uh, Scroll nut zippers. You ever yep. listen to them? Oh, I yeah. saw that. I saw them play Put live it on it, o- man. at the Oakdale. Dude, same here. You were at that show with Cake? Yeah. Yeah, man. I was there. It was a good oh show. Oh, my God. I've heard of both of those bands. That's amazing. <laughs> Actually, I do like Cake. I mean, the band. I also I'm... like Cake. Like the... The, the, the substance? Dessert. There you yes. go. <laughs> I'm a fan of, of both. Oh, that's the, cool. The... I didn't know we were we were both at that show. That was <laughs> uh, that was pretty good. I, I missed um, I missed one before that where, like, Veruca Salt played, but I, I made sure to come to this one because I was a big fan of, uh, of Cake, and I'm like, I can't miss them. I don't remember seeing Cake. Yeah, they they. I forget if they closed the. Oh, night. Cake's Cake is Cake going the distance? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Going for speed. Yeah. Okay. Their their big song uh, at that time was they covered "I Will Survive" by uh, Gloria Gaynor. Oh, yeah, so. I'm actually not a fan of that song by them. I I prefer like their this other was stuff. around like uh, 96, 97. I believe so. Okay. Yeah. You guys should hear my list of tough guy names. It's even better. I've heard that list. <laughs> I've heard some of that list. <laughs> Slap Dashwell. <laughs> oh, Nitro Cold Brew. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that just sounds like coffee. Like, did you literally get that off the bottle of? I'm highly caffeinated. <laughs> Nitro Dangerously cold. caffeinated. Nitro Cold Brew. I think that's the Dunkin' Donuts. Either Dunkin' Donuts or. Dude, yeah, it's definitely like coffee yeah. shit. I just combined a couple of things I saw. I thought it was fucking hysterical. We like, used to we used to have that at my old workplace. We would have like the nitro infuser. I'm like, oh, you can't afford to give people a raise, but you got them a cold brew coffee nitro infuser? I'm like, how does this work? Good luck affording the coffee to go with it, assholes. <laughs> it's, it's, it's in a keg too, so you know, like and uh I'm like, oh my god, was this like your selling point to like get somebody to come work at this mortgage company? We've got nitro cold brew. <laughs> and they're like, ooh, it's like beer, only coffee. Mm, color me intrigued. <laughs> How about no? <laughs> so no, weird. sir, I don't think so. No, sir, I don't like it. <laughs> well, I don't like it. No. Oh shit, my I bought God damn, <clears throat> I bought these individually. 
Brandon, get the program, dude. <laughs> What's that? I, I, uh, I so I, I went to open up uh, Batman White Knight, and it's one of those like this file is too large, so I, oh, I yeah. can't I can't open it. So uh, I went to my Comicsology, and I'm like, I know I own Batman White Knight. That's how I read it. You know, th- this past you know for this show, but generally but i forgot that i got it monthly <laughs> so it's individual issues oh yeah so i gotta i gotta jump into it won't let, let you open the app thing. because it's too large it won't let me open the comic because it's too yeah large. if you get like a trade paperback version leo that's that's what happens like if you get if you download like the whole thing as opposed to like the regular issues then like most of us can't open them i don't know why you know it's I, if you're doing We're it on smart. a smart, we not so smart. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I'm using YAC reader, but I think that might be Mac only. I'm uh, using a work computer that I can't download extra apps like that onto. Ah, uh, so. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I only purchase via legal means, everyone. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I do have it right here on my Kindle. I just, yeah. you know. Easy enough. When I get to the end of it, I'll, I'll, you know, it'll just prompt me to go to issue two, or whatever. I, mean, I have. Besides, uh, you'll have it up on screen anyway. Yeah. It'll be fine. I picked up yeah. this one, which is just the uh, the trade paperback of the uh, the full series. I think I have, I think from issue four on. But you know, it's, you know, this this one I I had to buy. So and I got it for I think like fourteen ninety nine off of Amazon used, something like that. So I, I should have the issues in that closet along with too many other <clears throat> comics i need to organize yeah well you know that's that's the way it goes right leo always too many comics not enough space <laughs> but i do spoil them a bit <laughs> i do spoil oh oh no no one ate the oreos oh no <laughs> oh no that's okay i'll just bring them home to my cats hey y'all i'm batman over here Ooh, yeah, I like that idea. Like, I'll be Spider-Man to be on my little web. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, I done stung the chair. I'm going to die now. <laughs> What's here's, your, here's your papers, sir. You get back here, you must be all son of a bitch. Mm. <laughs> 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 what, what is that from? The, uh, Family Guy. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. We were doing um, what was his name, Bruce? I think is Bruce, the other guy. Yeah, and then and, and then, then Herbert and I did the bee, the giant bee that talked like him. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he tried to take over being mayor of Cohog, and Adam West left because he was in there, and then he's like, "Oh no, I done stung the chair. I'm gonna die now." <laughs> oh no, I'm a tomato. <laughs> That's. One of my all-time favorite Adam West lines from Family Guy. He's got so many good ones. I, I I went back and I was trying to watch some of them, and I'm like, oh, let me check this season. I'm like, oh, sweet, it's an Adam West season, I'm like season <laughs> 15 or something or 17 or something. I was like, all right, he's still around. I would imagine that Seth MacFarlane got him on the show because of the fact that Adam West played himself, albeit a much idealized version of him on Johnny Bravo. Yeah. Oh, exactly. Yeah. First time I saw that and it was after 
Family Guy had started on Fox. And this is, I mean, way back when Family Guy started on Fox. And uh, they were still showing, I mean, just go show you how long ago it was. They were still showing Johnny Bravo on com- on Cartoon Network. Yep. And no, I saw no, that no episode. And I saw a- a- Adam West on it. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I saw that that episode was written by Seth MacFarlane. Yep. And uh, I think he also did the clown one with Kevin McDonald. So, which is pretty cool. From Kids in the Hall. Okay. I was going to say, like, like Kevin McDonald from McDonald. Kids in the Hall. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking in of Kids in the Hall, uh, David Foley's been, I, I know we did the interview with him, but the, uh, uh, you know, I, 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 watch a lot of weird shit. He he actually started popping up on some of these UFO uh videos I watch. Really? Yeah, apparently he's big into UFOs. Wow. Well, a uh, year ago yesterday I met him on Zoom, which was really cool. So <laughs> like, wow. That's fun. I still yeah. I still haven't uh met him. So there's that. <laughs> I got nothing. <laughs> uh yeah, he's really tight with uh the guy that leaked the videos uh to the New York Times, the um like the Navy uh videos, the go huh. fast, the gimbal. Oh. Yeah. Okay. He's he's uh he's really tight with that guy. I'm not I'm, I'm not, not super up on world. that. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> oh the um I'll take your word for it. Oh uh You've got to seen the video, those videos, though, right? <laughs> Sorry, he just did the whole thing from Reading Rainbow. <laughs> but you don't have to take my word for it. <laughs> no, I've I've never seen those videos. I uh, I don't know. Really? <clears throat> I, I feel, I feel like if my I, dad were still alive, I'd probably have seen those videos. But that not being the case, uh, I have not seen those videos. You got so many things that are vying for your attention at one given day or anything. So it's like there's there's got to be something that that gives. And like for me, I just I did, never really had the energy to kind of pursue the the whole alien yeah. conspiracy theory thing. I, Leo, I devote so much of my energy to pointing out the stupidity of all the dummy McDummersons on the interwebs that I just don't have anything left in me. These aliens on this video look an awful lot like a watch commercial. Yeah. I was just oh, like, huh? Yeah. Is this how they get us? It's adds ad to the New York Times. Let me find it. Is that okay. the aliens' way of telling us it's okay. time now? You know what, though? I, I just want to say how cool was it that the Oscars decided to do something and have a really approachable um, sponsor with Rolex? And I was like, ah, oh, yes, yeah, something for the rest of us. <laughs> Yes, yes. The, oh, the common man's timepiece. Exactly. It's a Casio. <laughs> Does that have a built-in calculator? You know it. There we go. She looks like someone I went to school with. I literally was just going to say, she looks familiar. She must be I from New we, England. I, I was going to say, I mean, she, she. I wonder what her, her ethnic background is. If it's If it's any mixture of like what there's an awful lot of yeah you tell me all the fucking different shit that you got leo you you just straight up don't have youtube premium yeah i don't maybe i should have looked this up then (laughs) oh wow that's a circle huh whoa oh that's that's just a that's just a bug (laughs) oh my goodness um, is there any point where it stops and goes meep meep? Meep meep. 
<laughs> uh, well, there is one. So, so uh, this is um, where. Uh, let me let me find another one. There's three of them that were released, and the Pentagon announced that they are legit. Oh man, I feel like I'm playing top oh, no for NES right now. Oh crap! I'm upside down. <laughs> I was inverted. What is? What am I? Am I looking at a smudge? Pull up, Hangman. Pull up. I can show you the world. <laughs> nope, nope. <laughs> nope. Oh, sorry. <laughs> nope, that's not it. A hey. UFO. Like somebody hide Keith David. <laughs> that's what this pilot says it is. <laughs> I won't yeah. bore you guys, but I, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know about that's you guys. That's not boring but... me. I've, I'm just, I've never seen it, so yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I, I, I don't think that, as much as I love her, honestly, I do, I do not think that Jamie Lee Curtis deserved the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress last night. I don't have perspective because I did not watch any of the other nominees, with the exception of Angela Bassett, who, at she was admittedly my favorite actress in the movie. Do not think she should have won. No, no, most certainly not. And I'm yeah. saying this as someone who's seen several of the movies that the actresses were from, uh, including Black Panther, The Banshees of Anna Sharon, and mm -hmm. Everything Everywhere All at Once. And I emphatically state that uh, Angela Bassett, first of all, people keep saying she got snubbed. No, she didn't get snubbed. She didn't win. Being snubbed would be no recognition of her whatsoever meaning she wouldn't have even gotten a nomination that's not yeah, a that's snub. that's kind of the definition of snub so yeah yeah or that's... will smith who had to watch at home that's being snubbed uh, but uh she was I, I completely agree with that assessment she was the best part of black panther wakanda forever and that's saying something because i love lupita nyango you know what i mean but Angela Bassett, she was the best thing about that movie, but that movie was not that good. It 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 wasn't. It was like mediocre at best because it it started off as if it had something really important to say and then it marveled the shit out of itself. Well, who did it, you think it, should win then? Stephanie Sue from Everything Everywhere All at Once. Oh, the the daughter yeah, yeah I, I don't think so. Um, you think Jamie Lee Curtis should have won over her? Yes, I do. Why? I because don't understand that. I feel that she had more character diversity. I feel that in terms of like she had to play several different versions of the same person. And when you see them, this is not like a Jamie Lee Curtis performance that you've seen before. I thought that was. Okay, no, 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 no. First of all, you, that's no, that's not criteria you can base this upon. We're not talking about other so, things that they've done. We're I'm, talking I'm basing about my opinion things. on it, so I can. Okay, okay. I'm just, I'm saying, yeah, I'm just but saying if we're citing, my if you're citing, but I asked you like why, and like we're citing criteria, like outside stuff that they may have done. Like I wouldn't qualify that for any decision that should be made for that movie in particular. That's all when, I'm saying. When you see Jamie Lee Curtis in a role, right? There's some gravitas that comes to that role. We're like, oh, I remember her from Trading Places, Halloween, or most recently in Knives Out. She comes into this. And you see her because she's the name. Her and Michelle Yeoh are the names to get this movie sold. She's the big, she's the big, you know, the heavy. So it's like you see her and you're like, oh, my God, what's she going to do in this and all that? And then she plays this role and you see her there. You're like, oh, my God, 
she's a sumo wrestler she's a you know a weird hands thing i won't give it away in case of all of the people I'm like it. i think it's oh, yeah, yeah, you, yeah you yeah i and i thought it was impressive what she did and just the the level that she brought to it like there's an emotional piece where you really feel for her in a lot of these places and she's acting the crap out of this role I, I really think that she did more than the daughter. And I think the daughter was just there in whatever scene she was in. And she kind of had two speeds. She had like, oh, I'm sad. And then she had, oh, I'm sarcastic. And I'm playing like some, you know, Joker-like character. I, I didn't think that she was as irreplaceable as Jamie Lee was. I think you honestly could have recast I, that role. I wildly disagree. And I actually feel that way about Jamie Lee Curtis's role. She was not that major a character in it. And Stephanie Sue, I mean, she, I, I, I don't, I don't agree with she had two speeds. I mean, she had to play the emotionality of a daughter hurt by her mother and vice versa. Plus that insane thing, then go through and do all the fucking scene to scene and transition. I mean, to, to switch from that craziness to the hurt, confused daughter and back again. I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis I didn't see that. I saw her being a, a boring, horrible IRS agent at the beginning, and then throughout the vast majority of it, playing that those different versions that were just coming through, which was all the same thing. It was just ability after ability. And then having a little piece at the end where she and Michelle Yeoh like, connect, and that was that. Like her, her role was so minimal. I just don't, I feel that Jamie Lee Curtis, and this is just my thing. I feel that, you know, she's been acting for a long time and the, the consensus was probably, oh, well, Stephanie Sue is young and she'll have other opportunities to, to win something in the future. And I don't think that's the proper mindset to approach such a thing. Yeah. I, I, um, I could see where you're coming from there. Um, I, I don't think the Oscars are the be-all, end-all for award shows anymore. And I think that for a good number of years, they haven't been. And I, I think it's weird, too, on how they have this thing where it's like, oh, this one's going to win, like, 14 Oscars and something like that. It's like, okay, that's fine. But it also shows that there, there's, you know, probably a huge bias towards this juggernaut of a film or anything. You know, ever since uh, Return of the King, like, pretty much swept and all that, but... I don't know. I, I don't know that it's the best barometer for actors anymore where it used to really be, but uh, I mean, uh, there, there have been issues in, in certainly the same kind of thing. I mean, I still, to this day, think that Haley Joel Osment should have won the Academy Award over Michael Caine. Yeah, I agree. And, and that's probably exactly what you're talking about because like what movie would that be? And, and here's the thing too. How can you have awards about movies and just completely exclude several genres of movie. Oh, right? yeah. And they're, and they're like, oh, well, we're not going to put horror movies out there. We're not going to put comedies out there. Okay, but you will when it suits you. When it's, you know, Jack Nicholson <clears throat> in As Good As It Gets, you know, like, then you'll be like, oh, my God, it's a triumph. I'm like, he plays the same character in every movie. Like, don't believe me. Check out Anger Management because it's the same character. Then check out, oh. was it About Schmidt? Same friggin' character. No, no. For, I mean, I, 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 I'm generalizing, I, but I mean, yeah, it's I was like, gonna say, anger management wishes it was, even his characterization, the way it was written, wishes it was as good as what fucking James Brooks did in As Good as It Gets. I'm not saying that's like one of the greatest movies ever made. It's not, but <laughs> I, I, I enjoy it. 
but anger management no fucking way i i dislike that movie it it mm. it's it's like adam sandler watched other people who were much better at making movies and he was like oh i think i could do that too and instead of punch drunk love he 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 made anger management and then he made punch drunk love <laughs> <laughs> you get what i mean like it it just i don't know anger management is is one that i just i have i saw once and i was like yeah and that was that was enough I have a mental block in my head where I confuse Punch Drug Love and Greenberg, the movie with Ben Stiller. I just, I cannot. I'm just like, is that this one or that one? I just. I saw can't. a really interesting video breakdown of the movie Punch Drunk Love, and it compares it to, uh, it shows it as an allegory for Superman. I can. Oh, that's interesting. Oh, it's super. I'll I'll find the link. I'll send it to you guys. It's that's really fun. cool. You, yeah, man, um, you should you should post that in the group. That would be cool. Yeah, I, I will. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it's really cool. Like his sisters are his kryptonite, which makes sense. Like when you think about it, like they're where he's from. And whenever he's around them, he loses his temper and, you know, he, he has outbursts. And that's the thing that he always tries to stay away from, you know, and uh, even the, the case that like Philip uh, Seymour Hoffman is Lex Luthor to his Clark Kent. He wears a blue suit with a white shirt and a red tie all the time. And that's literally the same exact outfit that Clark Kent wore when he was a reporter for WGBS for years. In the yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's like when I watched the video, and this is like a couple of years ago, I was like, get the fuck out of here. And I was so mad at the end of it about how like spot on the guy's analogy was like, shit, this is clever as fuck. I'll, I'll I'll find it. I'll, and I'll, Leo I'll... was just uh, telling me that the Pentagon released actual documentation confirming oh Adams <laughs> <laughs> in Punch Truck Club is an oh, alien. I'm sorry I go down the rabbit hole of weird shit, but I enjoy. You it. don't have to apologize, Leo. <laughs> no, Leo, I I love that you do that. It's just oh, it's just funny when you're like, I'm so surprised that you other people don't do this. I'm like, you're right. <laughs> I, it's, well, it's I mean, not I, my thing, well, the, you know? those videos they were all over the news, and and yeah. like I'm, like, I'm I, I caught I, glimpses of what you're talking about here and there. Like once I saw like a little bit of it, but well, I'm like Donnie like, and the Big Lebowski. I'm like a child walking into the woods. You know, I don't know at any. Jesus Christ, Donnie! <laughs> exactly. I have no clue. You know, people are talking. <laughs> so, so, so there's something. Don't get uh, me more mashed potatoes. Um. <laughs> I there, see what you did there. I like that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, just to give you a little taste of going down the rabbit hole here, uh, there's something called disclosure, which is they believe that at some point the U.S. government is going to acknowledge that, like you know, aliens exist and all that, uh, and like these videos being released is is the start of it. It's a didn't very slow. That? What's that? Didn't didn't they like already come out and say like, yep. Unidentified, unidentified flying objects. That's a thing. Well, those were the three videos that no, they're but I mean, unid- the, the, like the government. Yeah. The government? Well, they yeah. So after they released the videos, they acknowledged that they have a task force to study. Uh, they're calling them UAPs. Uh, uh, um, yes. Unidentified yeah, a, aerial, aerial phenomenon. Yeah. It's run uh, by one Fox Mulder. Um, yeah. But all they're saying is they're identified. Um, My wife is literally watching X-Files right now. She loves that fucking show. Loves it. It's like the one fucking thing 
from when we were younger in pop culture that she fucking like watched every that was Sunday a, when it was that's on. That's a big show, dude. That was yeah, it was. A, but yeah. but here's the fucking thing, right? Here's the thing. I didn't fucking watch X Files. The one thing that she knows, I don't know or care about. I've sat down and I've tried. I just can't do it. I I I've I've tried and tried and tried. There, don't get me wrong. Like there are some good episodes that I've seen here and there. I think I lean more towards the the really creepy ones more than anything else. Which you know that that lines up with with the kind of stuff I like. He's like, I but, really like the Robert Patrick season. We're like, get out! <laughs> it's the best one. What are you talking about? Well, why do they call them the Lone Gunmen? They're a fucking group. Uh, oh, I, there, I, there's a conspiracy theory about them too. Is it a conspiracy theory or a fan theory? <laughs> no, it's okay. that I heard about Leo. So, yeah, yeah, that that's pretty freaky. So they did a pilot episode for their own show. Okay. And I believe it was a, it was essentially their pilot episode was 9-11. Oh, hi, yeah. honey. So she, so, heard, she heard everything I said. So imagine it didn't go through. What? I didn't say anything bad about you. I said it's the one fucking thing you ever watched. I asked you a million things from when we were children on television and movies. And you're like, I don't know what that is. What's Care Bears? What? With X Files, and you're like, oh yeah, fucking X Files. God damn it. That's my shit. <laughs> Fox Mulder, yeah. What was that? What was that noise you made? Probably displeasure to your uh, impression, but <laughs> what are you more of a you more of a Dana Scully lady? Hmm. That's why you have purple hair? Yeah, go to the other room, please. What about what about Skinner? So a- ask her if she's watching the remastered ones in HD. Uh, she's watching the ones on like fucking Hulu or whatever. Okay. So I don't know if that answers your question okay. or not. I, I, You're watching I, that on Hulu, right? Yeah, yeah. This okay. uh, this episode not sponsored by Hulu, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have to what's, check. What's this. the opposite of that? <laughs> <laughs> Dial up in 1991. Yeah. <laughs> no, we're we're actually sponsored by Huli. <laughs> we're, we're sponsored by Holo. <laughs> Deep cuts, kids. If you watch Silicon Valley like we did, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what what the hell was that uh, algorithm he made? The uh, oh, uh, the Pied Piper the Pied middle Piper? out compression. Yeah. yeah, middle out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that scene was freaking hilarious. So I'm, so, I'm sorry, out. like you were saying something though, and I and I interrupted Leo. I think I don't oh, know. Oh, uh, was it about the lone gunman and how lone gunman? Yeah, nine eleven. What? Yeah, they. Uh, let me let me look it up. Oh, cool. <laughs> the lone gunman, nine eleven. Pilot, two thousand one. Lone Gunman TV series. Yeah, wait. This was a TV series, though, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it, like it was a, a pilot. couple of episodes. Oh, I thought they. I, I don't know if it made. No, a number of episodes. Thirteen. Yeah, oh, God, did it a whole season. Yeah, like, dude, I didn't watch it, but I was fucking aware of it, which is part of the reason why I was like, 
Why is this group called the Lone Gunman? They're I am group. They're together. So does this yeah. shoot your fucking conspiracy theory down no. to the ground? No, it's because not a pilot. Uh, so uh, they. Oh shit! Him. Yeah. Okay. Oh my! And the yeah. trio soon find themselves unraveling a government conspiracy concerning an attempt to fly a commercial aircraft into the World Trade Center with increased arms sales but- to the United States as an intended result. Original air date March fourth, two thousand one. Yikes! Yeah. Wowzers, kids! Wowzers! Wow. Yeah, I, I think it was a uh, a black flag. Um, the uh, the show is already finished with all thirteen episodes, aka the series, by May eleventh, two thousand one. <laughs> oh boy. Well, this was this was uh the year before Firefly or this is the year after? Because Firefly was what two thousand. Question. Firefly. I just think I'm like I'm like geez, we got gypped out uh, of Firefly for long gun. Two thousand two. Oh, two thousand two. Yeah, I was okay. So it was the year before. So it wasn't Lone Gunman to blame. It was American Idol to blame though? So yeah, yeah. Well, it was whoever decided to show their episodes out of order. Well, past that, Leo, that was one of the problems. But otherwise, they bumped it from where it was to uh, like the death slot. Like, uh, mm-hmm. was it like eight p.m. on a Friday night? Yeah, it was rough pumpkins. Yeah, no kidding, man. Yeah, are, are like, you drinking oh, man. real lemon juice there? What is that? That is Schweppes ginger ale. Oh, okay. Also, look, not not a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, look at you. Yeah. Oh, Ah, I like my ginger ale dry, which ironically, Canada dry, not that dry. <laughs> of course, you have a preference. Seems I'm glad. That, I'm dude. glad that you don't drink Seagrams, though. You're like, I only like Seagrams ginger ale. I yeah. mean, I love Seagrams. As a matter of fact, if I could it's get, all right. you know, no, I love it. <laughs> I, I love that shit. Leo's like, I only drink Fox and Park. <laughs> so that's that's another Connecticut joke. There, I'm listeners. guessing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, can I order that when I go to Mystic Pizza? <laughs> actually, I believe you can. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> you can get your birch beer, you know. <laughs> we went to Mystic Pizza yesterday. Nice. They dump a kettle of fish on you or whatever she does? <laughs> no. What I don't know. What, there was a truck of fish that uh, her character dumps on someone's oh. convertible in the movie Mystic Pizza. Also oh, an awful yeah. movie. It's, um, what's his name? The guy that played Larry Underwood in The Stand. Oh, gee. Wow. Yes. Yeah, that's right. Welcome. I'm back, baby. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. I can't tell you the actor's name, but I can tell you that's the only two fucking things I know him from is Mystic Pizza and The Stand. Do you like obscure references from Stephen King movies? Do I have a podcast for you? <laughs> or any other movie or television show? <laughs> Do you like obscure actresses from 80s TV shows? <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, Brandon Powers and Evie Flanagan have a show for you. <laughs> oh man, <That's... laughs> she was uh, she. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> no, that that was just so meta. I loved it. <laughs> it was fun times. Fun times. Uh, and I actually combined the character's name with the actress's real name. It's Maureen Flanagan, who played yeah. Evie. Yeah. Out of this world. I love that show. 
That was a good show. Swinging on a star. Yep. 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 Uh, good time. Yeah, I, Burt I Reynolds had, is the. I had the star. USA uh, USA Network at that time too. So <laughs> it wasn't on USA when I watched it. That's the only place I ever saw it. It was on Fox Twenty Five. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Five p.m. every every weekday. That's how I saw it, and I looked forward to it every weekday. Ours was on Saturdays. Yeah. It was on yeah. Saturday afternoons, and, and of course I was home. So, <laughs> so remember, uh, what's his name? Um, oh my God, uh, he played Bull in Night Court. Richard Mull. Yeah, yeah. Um, Richard Mull played the nemesis of Evie's father from their home planet, and he shows up, and um, he doesn't come back again, but. A few years, a couple of years, like a season later, Evie ends up with this disease that's native to her father's planet where it's like chicken pox, but it's blue dots. Mm-hmm. And um, it causes time to freeze and she can't unfreeze it. And it's only after the, the illness has run its course that you can unfreeze time again. Uh, and the doctor, you know, the doctor had seen her initially with the blue dots and then they came back. And of course it's only been like a couple of hours and there's nothing there anymore. According, you know, as far as they know. Um, And (laughs) the mother, I remember, she's just like, now when the doctor gets here and asks you about it, just say what blue dots. And as soon as the doctor walks in, he goes, hi, Evie, how you doing? She goes, what blue dots? And the mother's just like, knock it the fuck off. And, uh, He's like, huh, you know, well, you know, I, I did try to see if there were any other cases like this. And it turns out there was one other case like this, um, uh, you know, it, somewhere in like Illinois or blah, 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 a, a boy named Brian. And it was like the, the kid's last name was the same name as the, the nemesis from her father's planet. So clearly he had a kid with someone on Earth as well. And they never ever touched upon it again. And Viltrumites. <laughs> Viltrumites indeed. Yeah. I'm, here's I've the question, Brandon. Do you do you like that movie better than my secret identity with Jerry O'Connell? Oh, I know. Oh man, dude. <laughs> that's a fucking Sophie's choice question, bro. Yep, only one can live. Oh fuck. <laughs> You know what? Before I answered that question, I'd have to sit down and watch both series. That's fair. Yeah. Because it's been so long. I know how each series, like, like how I, how I, I reminisce on them. And based on that alone, I would say I'd honestly have to pick out of this world over my secret identity. But like I said, I'd have to, I'd That's have to tough. watch it. It's tough. Yeah, yeah. I'd have to watch it. And it, it I was kind of, uh, Leo, the show was kind of like, uh, I would say it's a mixture of like Clarissa's ex- explains it all with Bewitched, kind of, but she's an alien. Yeah, so for, I, I, never watched, I never watched Clarissa. Yeah, just, it's, a, it's a four camera sitcom. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, you know, you have your very basic uh, living room, kitchen, you know, house set, and then occasionally the bedroom upstairs. Uh, and the, the premise is this girl, Evie lives with her mom and her father's not been around like her whole life. And as far as she knows, he, you know, 
he's around, but he's some kind of secret agent or something, you know, something that a lot of like single parent family kids tell themselves. Um, did, did she communicate via a ball, a, a cube, yes. a, a cube. Okay. And, I might've uh, watched a couple episodes and okay. the voice of the father was Burt Reynolds. And uh, she had the ability to stop time by putting the tips of her index fingers together. And then she could start time again by pressing the palms of her hands together. Okay. Um, and she could, while she had time frozen, anybody that she touched would unfreeze. Um, maybe, maybe more like Sabrina, the teenage witch. Then. Yeah. I was going to say Sabrina. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I vaguely same, remember it. Same actress. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh kind of. As, as Clarissa. So, yeah. Um, when, when, when was it out? Mm, 89 oh 80, yeah 88, 88 to 91 maybe yeah uh, okay now that's one that would be worth putting getting for Luther because you can't find that like it's not on a dvd set 87 six Damn. seasons holy crap <laughs> wow so secret identity had a lot fewer than that yeah it had three it had yeah. half the amount of seasons dr j <laughs> Well, no wonder I I feel so so much affinity towards Out of This World. I watched it longer. That's that's fair. Well, I uh, <laughs> so I don't forget. You want to throw that in the uh, request? Yeah. Cute. Cool. Yeah, that that'd be that'd be great, man. Have my secret identity in Out of This World. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm a, I'm gonna do it. It's gonna happen. You know, it's it's funny because uh, Jerry O'Connell would go on to voice Superman in a couple animated. Um, yeah, at least yeah. twice, I think he's done it now. And he was also one of the actors in the running to play Superman when they were looking to have McGee direct. Yeah, that never would have panned out. Yeah, I, I I'm just, just you know, I'm just saying. Love him on Lower Decks, though. <laughs> yeah, I I get the I. <laughs> I get the biggest kick out of his dad. Jerry O'Connell's Yeah, his father, like his real dad in real life, went out to the subway where there was a huge like ad. I know what you're talking about. Yep. With Rebecca Romain on it. Mm -hmm. And he's just this adorable little old Irish dude with like Coke bottle glasses who looks like a miniature old version of Jerry O'Connell. Honest to God. And Rebecca Romaine like had a photo of him and she posted on Twitter. She's like, my father-in-law stood in the subway for three hours the other day and told every single person who walked by, he pointed at my picture and said, that's my daughter-in-law in the new Star Trek show. <laughs> he was, he's so proud. What a sweet man. And Jerry O'Connell directly responded. He's like, oh, cool. How about his son who voices the first, <laughs> uh, what is it? The first mate on the Cerritos, huh? Yep. <laughs> like nothing. <laughs> I, I I gotta tell you, she's she's amazing on that show, and you can see how far she's come as an actress by where she is now. And I'm like, holy crap, man! So just yeah, wonderful. I mean, she even she even had, had improved leaps and bounds in the librarians. Yeah, I, I would go that far. Sure. Yeah. Oh, I'm 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 sure that she was able to learn a lot while she was doing that show as well. I like Noah Wiley, and you know it was cool to see him like 
make a, a series of movies and then be able to like spin that off into a show that other people could actually get work from, you know? Also, I think didn't Jonathan Frakes direct like every yes. one of those movies? Not, not every one of them, but I mean, he's done those, he's done leverage and uh, he does the Star Trek Brave New World. Like he's all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, okay, and he's yeah. a heck of a nice guy. Let's just be—he is. I just I just watched a, a podcast with him on it. Um, with uh, I'm not going to say the name of it, uh, but with a guy that used to play Lex Luthor. All yeah, right, and, and uh, it was it was really good. Like that guy is just—he—he he is cooler than an Eskimo's shadow. Like straight up, I, I like um I like the guy you're talking about too. I I like uh when he works. The last time I saw him do something, um, I mean he was doing the voice of the Flash. I, I believe if it's who I'm and uh, yeah, he did yeah. the voice of Scarecrow too in an uncredited animation. So I'm like, oh, oh that sure. was pretty. yeah, yeah, I, I, it was I, great. I like him a lot. I I was gonna, I saw him. He was at a convention and uh, I was about to walk up to him and and just be like, hey, you know, I just wanted to say like, you know. I I thanks for earlier. My wife and I had took a had taken a photo with you, but uh, I I wanted to say as well, you know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a fan, man. Like I, I like I really enjoyed the movie that you that you wrote, and uh, you know, was that, was that Sorority Boys? <laughs> what movie? Did no, you uh, no, back in the day. Oh, yeah, it was it was a cute movie. Um, but also I I really like I got a kick out of the show he did with Sarah Rue and Pastor. I love Sarah. Oh, yeah. And Pastor yeah. was so good. Yeah. You, you talk about someone who is, is uh, just incredibly gifted and funny, you know, um, love Sarah Rue. Yeah. Yeah. She's great, man. She really is. And like, good for her for, for losing all the weight that she did. Um, you know, first time I had ever seen her in anything was the show. And not that I watched it. My sister did. Um, but the show popular on WB. That that's a cult following show, dude, with Christopher Gorham, who has voiced the Flash as well, right? Oh. Yeah, and you've got Leslie Bibb, who was in both. Um, I, has she been in DC? But she was definitely in in Marvel and Iron Man. She was the uh, yeah. reporter. So, and she was in that Jupiter Rising Netflix series. So, okay. yeah, there's there's a lot of people that have been in that. Um, who's the other one? Carly something. I forget. But yeah, no, that that's like that's like a big uh, show. It was a huge. Uh, uh, vehicle for a lot of people to kind of like bounce off of hmm. yeah mary, well, Ch- mary cherry mary cherry <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah like but sarah, sarah rue i mean she she is great and um ever since especially like once she like lost weight and thank god like she lost a lot of weight and it was one of those things where i was like uh you are actually starting to look like unhealthy to like with weight loss uh and then she Got, came back to like a healthy weight and honest to god like she she's just like hilarious and adorable and super sarcastic like all at the same time i would i would i would watch her in pretty much anything like she's she's great she's on um, some show with will sasso and I, I forget if that was ellen or something but it was it was something that uh, she was on with will sasso for a while yeah, it's just the way she talks too. Like she, she has that like kind of weird, slight lisp kind of thing going on. It's, it's cute. Um, but yeah, uh, I I saw I saw him at this convention. and I just really wanted to just say hi, and because like 
I'm not trying to push anything on anyone. I, it's just if you're gonna stop somebody, just say like, hey, you know, really liked something you did, and and you know, I just wanted to take this opportunity to let you know that. Thank you, you know. And as I'm, I'm kind of like inching my way, and I'm not like starstruck, but I just didn't want to impose, you know. This guy fucking walks up and just like so obnoxious, and he was there to do podcasts, and he was like, hey, Mike. And just, and, 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 you know, he turns around and he's just like, oh, hey, you know, and turn around, he clearly poised to have like a genuine interaction with somebody. And the guy was like, hey, you know, I'm here, blah, blah, blah. And I'm doing my podcast and just holds out his hand with the card. And, and he was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. Thanks. And I was like, all right, cool. I hope I hear from you later. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw him like put it in his pocket. And then immediately he was just like, and he just like, walked out of the area he left and i was like oh dude that sucks so hard like you just ruined that dude's fucking night right here what kind of interaction was that he didn't even ask oh yeah dude it was fucking awful it was so it was so gross dude and like i mean i'll say who it is michael rosenbaum like he he handled it very courteously very professionally you know and i can't say i blame him for you know, booking it out of there once that guy like turned around and couldn't see him anymore. But holy shit, dude, it was just. It, it wasn't Lewis from Anger Geeks, was it? I couldn't tell you. I I I didn't know. I had never seen the man before. That sounds like someone who would be entitled. So I mean, oh my god, he's so friggin' obnoxious. You don't walk up to someone and just like assume that you've closed the deal. Do you know nothing of the art of the trade? I mean, seriously, like, what do you have to offer him? Nothing. What a. I, whatever, man. I mean, shortly thereafter, sh- shortly thereafter, I had I had a, a fun interaction with Zachary Levi. So, oh, you know. cool. Yeah, he's we, also going to be at C2E2. I don't think I'll get anywhere close to him, but I will we surely both, try. We, we both stepped outside to clearly like cool off and kind of bring anxiety down. Also, it turns out uh, we both had quit smoking cigarettes. So we were both outside standing about three feet from one another and both looking over at the cigarette smokers longingly. And, uh, and it was, it was really, I was like, Oh, Hey man. He goes like, Hey, hey. I was like, so how long has it been since your last cigarette? And he was like, Oh my God. <laughs> it was, he was like, right. How long right, is Chuck? <laughs> yeah, you know, he was like, right, right. After I signed on to do Shazam, I was like, that's rough. And he goes, yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes, Sometimes are harder than others, and I was like, "Yep, yep, I I get it. Nothing like coming out for a breath of fresh air and not quite getting a breath of fresh air." And he goes, "Yeah, you're telling me, brother." And I was like, "Yeah, well, anyway, my wife's inside, and she's gonna think maybe I snuck a cigarette from one of these people, so I'm gonna head in." And he goes, "I got you. My lady's waiting for me too." And you know, he he stayed outside for another second, and came right in. And I was glad he didn't walk in at the same time as me because he is a very tall man and I yeah he, he seemed to... <laughs> did uh I, I... did the clouds part when he actually said shazam oh no if only <laughs> if only he was super nice though like seriously like he was oh every, he, everybody like that's the word on the street about that guy that he is super generous with his time and just a, a class act all around yeah and but the, it was great too because like that's that was like a genuine interaction you know and i feel like if you can step away from any situation, a convention like that. And like, that's the kind of thing you have as opposed to like, Oh, I got this signature or I got this photo or whatever. Like, you know, that's what it's all about. I I've 
you know, I've walked by and tipped tip the cap and said hello and good night to Barry Bostwick several times in one weekend, um, which I had to fight like every fiber of my being to be like, we have the same birthday. Okay, have a good night, you know. <laughs> so uh, I shouldn't say that to Brett Spiner when I meet him? <laughs> I mean, you do you, buddy. <laughs> you do you. I would ask him. I would ask him about his Patrick Stewart impression. Oh, that would be good. Oh, that is so good. Yeah, he's yeah. he you, you, he's a very talent. From what I understand, he's a very talented impressionist. Like he's very. But good don't at ask about boat trip. Got it. Yes. Okay. But, yeah. but do ask about night court. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I guess he he does a spot on Patrick Stewart impression. Which I would love to hear. <laughs> There's a video I, I saw a couple weeks ago. Uh, he does it at a Patrick Stewart panel. Like he's he, he's in the audience and he gets a question. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. That's fucking great. Engage. <laughs> what is the sauce, Wesley? <laughs> it's actually a story that uh, I I heard told too is uh. Brett Spiner was screwing with with uh, Will Wheaton, and Will Wheaton, <laughs> and they were getting ready to shoot a scene. And I guess Brett Spiner turned to turned to Will Wheaton. He was like, "Have you heard Patrick? He just keeps asking the same question over and over again. What he keeps going around to everybody asking about sauce? Have you heard? Have you heard anything about him asking about sauce?" And he was like, "No." He goes, "Oh." Uh, maybe he'll get around to you. I don't know. And they go in and they get ready. And it's like, okay, you know, sound, speeding, action. And then Patrick Stewart goes, what is the source, number one? <laughs> Talking about the source of, of the signal. And as soon as he said it, Will Wheaton completely fucking broke. And they had to, <laughs> they had to call cut and wait for him to fucking, like, cool his jets. And they were like, what the fuck is wrong with this kid? And Brent Spiner is over in the corner like. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I love that story. It's oh, man. Great. So mirthful. <laughs> I, I'm wondering if he's going to show up on the uh, new season of Picard because he was he had that brief little Time Lord cameo in season two of Picard. Oh, so. yeah. Well, and I mean, I mean, Beverly thinks that he is dead. So, yeah, that might be why we don't see him. I need to get caught up on Picard. It's only, oh, yeah. uh, what, three episodes? I yeah, it's only oh, no, I haven't watched season two yet. My bad. Hey, Leo, keep your eyes peeled for the season finale on that one. I I wasn't uh, uh, thrilled with the first season, so I, I didn't really. Oh, wow. Why? Yeah. Why? Which is odd. I, I love Next Generation. <clears throat> yeah, but wait, what was the first season again? First season was with Dodge and um, the androids, and it starts out with the oh, Romulans. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, I and Elnor and all that. I got I, I got to meet Dodge and Elnor, and it, we were just over the moon about it, man. Like just, oh my god, you know that was so much fun. Yeah, I I I liked it, and I mean, not uh, this isn't a. I'm not saying this. This is not a detracting statement, um, but if. If you like first contact, I did. Yeah, you, I, I should give it another shot. No, 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 no. Let me finish. Okay. If you if you like first contact, 
you're probably going to like season two. Okay. Yes. <laughs> That's all I want to say. You know, I can't say anything more than that, but it, it's, it's really good. And um, I always forget that Allison pill is like five, six or five, seven. <laughs> like, Wait, she's that tall. Yeah. <laughs> no way. Dude, yes, she is. I I, I would have thought she was four foot eleven or four foot eight or something. No, dude, she is like five six, five seven. It's that's what I'm saying, man. And and the reason I bring it up is because of season two. <laughs> she also has a pretty good singing voice, as you will see in season two as well. That's not giving anything away. Okay. Um, you know, Allison Pill, Canada's ver- Canada's answer to Kristen Bell. <laughs> fair that's very fair um known for uh the movie goon and goon 2 also and scott, the, pilgrim, uh, scott versus pilgrim the world yep Another, uh, toronto uh production <laughs> one two three four <laughs> we are sex bubble. <laughs>